Hi, I'm Nick Papantanakis. And I am Nicole Kostelecki. We're both with Remax Alliance in Old Town, Arvada. Yep, and welcome to Brewskies and Housekeys. The Cheers. podcast, yes, about home buying and also local beer. What are you drinking, Nick? That sound you heard was me drinking. It's a white IPA that New Terrain Brewing uh, out of Golden, Colorado did. Uh, as a collaborative with another brewery up in Georgetown, Colorado. The name escapes me. It might be on the label. Let's see. Ah, Cabin Creek. Cabin oh, nice. Creek Brewery. Have you been there? Um, I have not been there. The uh, New Terrain is a place I frequent, though. Yeah. You go up there? I do. It's great. Big beer garden. Lots of delicious beers. And like two stages set up. I know. So, have you, on Thursdays, they have um, bluegrass in the summer. Maybe that's what they were set up for. I might have visited that. That and you were there. To, yeah. And today <laughs> might be a Thursday, and I might have been there today earlier. And they had it set up inside because it's been windy as all get out, as most of you know in Colorado. And then outside, too, that big, nice stage setup was awesome. So it was fun to see. But I think some of the best ambiance and beer you can find around the Colorado area. Yep. And you can take dogs and kids, too. So Makes me happy. I got one of each of those. Mm. Wait. Yes, that's right. I had to do my math. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking New Train as well, but it's their Hopatropica Citra Tropical Pale Ale. God, that one's delicious. good. I know. Might be also something that our uh, engineer... Can I call you engineer? Sure. Producer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, above. <laughs> podcast guru Nico Leosis is drinking the Hopatropica as well. Yes. He's got to stay on our on our level, too, with us. So. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing here? Why are, why are we here? This is the initial podcast we're throwing out. Right. We decided one day, probably drinking a beer, that we wanted to uh, talk about our experiences with the real estate market in the Denver metro area. And we also both really enjoy craft beer. So we decided. Why not? Let's merge them and make something to do. So uh, here we sit on our inaugural launch of said podcast. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's an opportunity for us to talk about what's going on in the real estate market right now, um, whether it's most recently or in the last few weeks, months, whatever it's been. Anybody who has been around or even thought about real estate in the last two years, what's one of the things they would say? They know it's been difficult if they're trying to buy a house. So, um, it's a struggle. I mean, right now, inventory's on the market for... 11 days on average, and in a balanced market, it's on for six months. So you can tell it's a complete seller's market right now. And it has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane how how it's stayed steady with that, you know, we're going we're gonna to see it go on the market on a Friday and go by Sunday Monday. We, have, yeah, yes. we have how many offers and how many showings and all the shenanigans that we've heard of. So it's, it is, it's been very challenging i think for on the buy side for sure sellers it's also challenging because they have their different set of challenges where they have to sift through a lot of details in these offers and i think you know agents and i won't speak for you i'll speak for me but i think in general it can be exhausting on both sides right which is a lot to handle either way you look at you know we want to do what's best for the person we're working you know in conjunction with but man doesn't make it easy. No. I think there's got to be a lot of factors that contribute to what's going on 
right now. Now, I think this last weekend or the last two weeks, there's been a little bit of a change. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, a little bit just because of interest rates rising. Um, so they're at 5% now and they've been for the last year, year and a half or like around three. So those that have been yeah. looking for the last year and a half are looking at the interest rates now and going, what happened? Oh my gosh, this is catastrophic. 5% is terrible. Yeah. When in reality, you talk to some of the other, we'll call them seasoned agents in our office uh, that talk about, <laughs> I remember when it was 10%. Right. Or 15 Or 15, I know. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of crazy for us, though, to experience that, you know, in our time doing this. And I think... I don't know what are what are some things that you would say to your you know clients as they're out there trying to buy in this market right now with with interest rates being what they are. Well, I mean, it's still a good opportunity for them to go and look for the ones that you know really want a house, especially like first time home buyers. Um, I've noticed some people that are more in that mid range that are looking to either move houses, either move up, are kind of slowing down a little bit now because. Why sell if they have a house right now and then have to pay a greater interest rate? So I've noticed a little bit of the slowdown in, I'd say, like 600 to 750 range, but still a lot of first-time home buyers out there. And kind of, I guess the ones 750 and up are still, it's still pretty competitive as well. I think you're How right. You? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, to talk about those first-time home buyers in this range, they were maybe on the hunt in the last, whatever it's been, month, even three weeks, four weeks. And even with interest rates doing, <laughs> yeah, maybe more. <laughs> but even with interest rates doing what they're doing now, I think some of those people are so competitive and so stubborn, which is a positive thing in this case, right. that they are actually, they're actually saying, I don't care. I want to get out there and still look, even if my interest rate is now 5% versus 2.9%. And so I do think you see a little bit of a thinning of that buyer pool uh, at that price range. You know, we're talking below, below 600, you know, that, that 550 and under kind of price range. I do believe that you see, you know, that buyer pool maybe thinning a little bit, but the ones that are in it are in it. Yep. They're the ones where I, you know, I always like to say that it's, you know, the people that are out shopping on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are the serious buyers. Those are the ones that are going to actually stick with it no matter what the you know, price rate or whatever the interest rate is or whatever, they're the serious ones. So I think those folks, they're still out there. I agree. I think it's on that end and then on the higher end of the spectrum, I think it has been a a continuous force still. It's still competitive. It's still, you know, their thing to play with, which is, I don't know if it's a negative or a positive. I think that it kind of goes down the middle a little bit. I think it's a good thing. I do. I Hopefully, I mean, there's a little bit less demand, but at the same time, um, you know, people are still out there shopping. The ones that really want a house, like you said, they're going for it. So what are some of the things you do for your buyers to think outside the box and try and get them under contract on things, on homes? A lot of decisions are made over delicious beer like this. <laughs> I will say that. Yep. That's a good way to have that buyer console is with a beverage in your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I am being serious, though, because, you know, that's not as serious, I suppose. I think one thing that's been pretty common in the last, you know, 14 to 21 days is seeing 
little subtleties to the contract where you're making it more um, trying to trying to stand out, trying to be a little bit more uh, differentiated. And I mm-hmm. think what comes from that are things like hard earnest money. You know, that's a earnest money being that that piece that you put down uh, up front once you're under contract. One of the things that I've seen a lot of is in the contract language, they'll say after inspection, then we're going to make our earnest money hard earnest money, which means we won't be able to get it back no matter what. So that belongs to the seller following inspection. So if we say inspection's good, then that's your money. No matter what happens in the rest of the transaction, that's a way to stand out for a buyer because the buyers are able to then say, I'm serious. I'm very serious. I don't mind that that $10,000, $20,000 is gone because I know I'm going to get this house. I know I'm going to get to the finish line. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's something that I've seen lately more. You know, it was a it was a tactic for you know it's probably been a tactic for forever, but it was a tactic that was rare to see. And I think more recently, folks are trying to find new ways to differentiate. My favorite, I got a story. My favorite was I had a listing on two weeks ago, and we had however many showings, 25, 30 showings, and we had at least five, maybe six offers. The offer that was accepted. Now it wasn't accepted because of this thing. But it didn't hurt. The offer that was accepted was a good 20, 15% over list price. Okay. Great. And that's and the average right now that we're seeing. It is. 15, 20% over. And and that hasn't changed yeah. in at least 12 months. I mean, it's been that competitive. It was a little less in fall, I'd say. Not yeah. quite as competitive just seasonality-wise. But... Lately, the last few months, I've seen that 20%, 10, 15, over. So, trying, to, trying to stand out. Yeah, so it's an offer. This one was not only at that level, not only did they have the, you know, some of the language, like we talk about, uh, we'll limit the inspection termination ideas to major health and safety things. That's a common thing you're seeing right now, too. Right. The last provision, there's this little box at the bottom of the contract, for those of you that don't know, that is called additional provisions. You can write in essentially language that you want to be included in the contract. Now, highly advise that to be approved by someone who has knowledge of legal language, but this individual buyer's agent put in there that they themselves, the buyer's agent, not the buyer, not me, the listing agent, not the seller, the buyer's agent would provide pizza and a six pack of beer to the seller's not the seller's agent, which I think should be a negotiation piece, but that's a separate <laughs> topic. Uh, the Every Saturday for the entire stint of the contract. Now, theirs was a roughly three-ish, three-and-a-half-week contract, mm-hmm. so, you know, from start to finish to closing. So it's essentially three weeks' worth of pizza and beer for the sellers provided by the buyer's agent. Now, <laughs> Did they do it? They so far yeah. delivered. We don't close until what next kind of Thursday. Pizza so we got it. It was uh, it was if we if I can give a shout out to Randy's Pizza, nice. which is an Arvada staple. Uh, they opted to not have it delivered, but go pick it up because they love Randy's that much. But uh, and they don't they also don't drink beer beer, so they went for the six pack of root beer instead, which is love not it. a bad thing. But but that's creative. That's that's outside the box thinking. Now you know there's. Two ways you could look at that. For me, I thought it was great. And I, I said as much when I spoke to that agent. I said, thank you for, for putting that out there. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. 
could potentially put yourself at risk if you somehow don't deliver on the said pizza and beer. It could be a, it is part of the contract at that point, so right. you don't have to be careful. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I thought that was really cool. That was Outside very Outside the box, for sure. Very much. Yeah. Very much. How about you? Any... Outside the box things? I mean, I've done a little with the contract as well, but I think one way that I like to do it is more on what houses we look at. So with my buyers. So maybe ones that are back on market. So they kind of fell out of contract for one reason or another. Say if a buyer got cold feet and then it pops back on, there's nothing wrong with the house and you can still offer on it. I've noticed that's been really, that's worked for me. Um, or maybe ones that have been on the market for a little bit longer. Maybe they're overpriced. I've noticed, you know, some listings from different um, i buyers that have been overpriced. I don't. Have you noticed that too? I have. I have. Like I'm curious. I'm curious. When you okay. see those, you see the overpriced. You see the mm-hmm. ones that were under contract and went back on market. Well, do you take any additional steps to try and? find out more about that property before you go show it because you said you know you're trying to oh yeah yeah of course so i'll call the listing agent find out why it did fall out um you can also kind of tell based on how long it was under contract as to why so typically the inspection will happen a week or so after being under contract and then comes more loan appraisal say two to three weeks after so if it's been under contract for one week and then it goes out then you kind of know it's from inspection. And then you can maybe dig a little deeper. If they have a copy of the inspection, they have to provide that to you as well. So you can look at that. Um, And then, yeah, if it's more like two, three weeks out, you kind of know something else happened as far as the loan. And if it was maybe something the buyer couldn't get the loan anymore, maybe they lost their job unexpectedly, something like that. In those conversations, have you ever had a listing agents say the buyer got cold feet yes what is that well probably because they offered 20 percent <laughs> over list price and then they offered their firstborn child <laughs> Just kidding. and that's a that's a dangerous contingency <laughs> to put the contract right. not pizza and beer it's your firstborn child that's totally different <laughs> oh goodness that's so terrible yeah. i agree with you i think that unfortunately with the way the contract language can work that there's still that late out you know it's it's loan loan approval yeah, I think it is is pretty late after appraisal, and um, you know that's that laid out, which is good for the buyer. It protects the buyer. It's smart. But if they are feeling cold feet about their, I went twenty percent over list price. Are they? You know, it, it's tough to know if they're acting in good faith there. You you can't you ever assume it. anything. Yeah, of course. But it is tough to know, and so I think that is a piece of the puzzle as well. Mm-hmm. So it makes it tough, but. So a good communication between the listing broker, buyer's broker, is always great. And that's what we do best, right? Uh, that's, you're darn right. And I have to ask you, on your last listing, how many phone calls did you take? Oh, goodness. It's a lot. <laughs> but you took them. Of course. You got That's it. the difference. Yeah. I, and no, no call out to anybody, no, no direct you know, shot at anybody, but it is tough when... You want to find out information that's going to make the scenario best for the buyer and you can't get a hold of the listing agent. That's yeah. really tough. And so I think it's it's positive to know that Nicole's going to pick up the phone. I'm going to pick up the phone. We will. You know, We might have a beer in our hand, but <laughs> we'll pick it up. Probably, actually, given, <laughs> given the nature of this podcast. Well, cool. I think 
Gosh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. We would venture. We'll find different beers to try. We'll share them with you guys. We will. And we'll talk about the places more. I'm sorry that I didn't talk more about Interrain. We probably could. They're just a splendid place. Golden, Colorado. Nestled in to the North Table Mountain area. Yeah. Like, literally at the base of North Table Mountain. It's this expansive brewery space. Like yes. you said, that beer And great beer gorgeous. tenders, too. Those Every guys are time. so fun. So nice. Very kind. One thing I love about it is that you see the same faces in there. I've been going there oh, for yeah. how, a number of years. And <laughs> it's the same people working there every time. It's never, yeah. it's, I've seen like one or two new people over the last however many years I've been going there. And that's, that's you know, in the, in the restaurant, bar, brewery industry, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's very cool. So we'll keep it up. We'll, we'll tell you more about beer. We'll tell you more about whatever we know about, you know, the house, the real estate real industry. Yep. And, uh, if you uh, are interested in this, you know, keep following along. It'll be fun. Okay. Nice job. Thank you. Thanks.